And we're back to the avenue. This is a special episode today. We've got the draft coming up tomorrow. Uh, this episode will be out uh, with one day to go for the draft. There's a lot of news, a lot of smoke screens, I think. Uh, but we're getting into the draft episode right here. Rowan, how are you feeling for the draft? I'm excited, man. Um, a lot of trades going to happen in our mock draft, so I'm excited. Yeah, so we're, we're going to run over a mock draft that uh, me and Rohan created. There's a lot of trades here. We tried to simulate realistic trades because in the draft, there's going to be at least five, four or five first-round trades, especially with this quarterback frenzy. Five top quarterbacks, one and two, we'll get into it. One and two, obviously, Lawrence and Wilson. Those are the first two off the board. Now, number three. Number three, we have Justin Fields. You want to talk to me a little bit on why I took Justin Fields here? Yeah, like you were saying before uh, we started, there's no way the 49ers trade that much to, to take Mac Jones when Fields is just something special, man. Yeah, I, I think it's it's tough to justify trading up three first-round picks for a guy with with a low ceiling like Mac Jones. He might he might offer a little bit uh, better like game awareness, game IQ than Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think Kyle Shanahan's done with with like that prototype of quarterback, you know what I mean? Like he wants to, he wants to change it up and, and get someone athletic back there. And I feel like at three, you don't, you swing for the fences. You know, you don't check swing at Jones. You see if you can right. really get a true franchise guy in fields. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. We think back Jones is going to be very, a very good quarterback, but Justin Fields is going to be better. Yeah. I agree. I mean, just look at that, the game against Clemson, man, he, he battled Trevor Lawrence 101 and took him, I think, 56 points on him. Yeah, it was crazy, man. And with an injury, right? Bad back. Yeah, he got yeah, he got a like cheap shot at the guy got ejected, I think, on Clemson. He stood in there yep. and dropped, hung almost 60 on a very good Clemson team. So that's that's three. First, they're gonna be quarterbacks, as expected. Number four, I think the Falcons are a really good trade back opportunity, man. I think I I think I want to have them trading back because I think they need defense, but Kyle Pitts is right. just special. Yeah, last year they took uh, AJ Terrell right in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Has he been doing well? I I saw he only had one interception. Yeah, he struggled. I don't know. If he it, struggled early on the year, but towards the end of the year he came back. That, that's another thing they could trade back for Sertain. But I mean, Pitts is just right, and Pitts is around here. Actually, you know, he went to Wood. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's a Philly kid. He was talking about Philly in an interview. Oh, nice. And obviously with the Julio trade rumors, maybe they trade him for some defensive players. So, yeah, I think Pitts is the the obvious choice here for them That's, that's if they don't point. trade back. That's a good point because that'll, like, that'll entice Pitts more because if they lose one offensive weapon, you'll add a new younger one. So it gives them leverage with the Julio yeah. trade. That's that's a great point. Now moving on to five, we have Penny Sewell. Versus Jamar Chase. I think this is a consensus. It's either the offensive tackle or the wide receiver. Joey Burrow got hurt last year towards ACL in part because he just took a beating every single time he dropped back to pass. Penny Sewell is our pick yeah. here. Uh, I, I guess there could be an argument for Chase, but we like Penny Sewell, right? Yeah, not only for Joe Burrow, but also for Joe Mixon. I think they both need the protection, man. Yeah, got to go soul here. That's a great point because that offensive line has been a horrible. I feel like the average point of contact for Joe Mixon has been a couple yards within the line of scrimmage. If he can even get stuff going, because Sewell's a great run blocker as well. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, something that. I don't and you got T. Higgins, man. He's yeah, he's, he's gonna explode onto the scene, man. He can be wide receiver uh, one this year. Yeah, I mean, with Burrow, like I feel like they already had a connection because they were both rookies last year, right? Yep. Yeah, so they got that rookie connection brewing. It's tempting to bring OSU's was, connection back, but yeah. He was second round pick too, T. Higgins. So you can definitely get a not a not a decent receiver, but you can even get a good one down there. Right. Yeah, that might be what they opt to do here. Uh, number six, Chase Falls. Chase Falls, the Dolphins. You got to take him, right? Yep. I think you got to take him. Got to give to us some help. And that's that's a no brainer. We have our first trade of the mock draft. So at seven currently is the Detroit Lions. They're a team that that's really going through rebuilding right now. They have Jared Goff under center. They might be shaky. Could be inclined to take a guy like Trey Lance. But here we have the Patriots trading up from 15 to 7. Patriots have shown that they've been really aggressive this offseason. They're handing out contracts. Like I, Bill Belichick is on, just on his spree. I think, I think he took that, that losing season last year to heart, and he wants to give it one last go. So they trade from 15 to 7, and they take Trey Lance. Yeah, watching Brady win last year definitely was not fun for him. He yeah. wants to get right back at it. So, yeah, I think they go Lance here. Yeah, and I feel like that's a good landing spot because Lance's whole thing is about how he's raw and he's very uh, – he's only played 16 games in college. So you're going to maybe want to sit him for a few games. Cam Newton's there. They have, like, similar play styles. And I feel like you got to see what Cam Newton's going to do, right, before you give up on him right away. Yeah, I think so, you do. Yeah, and this new offense, he could, he could second year be something special. Uh, but yeah, Trey Lance, after maybe half the season, maybe he comes in, does something special. But yeah, I think Bill Belichick will like him. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on to eight. We got the Panthers. We've really wanted to take Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle here. We're going to go with Rashawn Slater, tackle from Northwestern. I just think that it's a little leaky, that offensive line, especially with with guard and tackle deficiencies and Slater has shown the versatility to play both of them. And that's going to be important. Right. And they're going to want to get uh, C-Mac involved as much as they can mm -hmm. give them the ball as much as they can. So this is, this seems like the right pick for them. Panthers could be a good team next year, depending on how Darnold does. Yeah. Darnold's a wild card, man. Do they still have Robbie Anderson? They do, yeah, right? Yeah. They got Robbie Moore. Uh, C-Mac, it's just all on Darnold, really. Yeah, DJ Moore. I like DJ Moore a lot. He's really good. I think he's underrated. Like, you don't talk about him enough, but he puts up consistent yards on big plays. Yeah, and he's good on those run plays, too. He can mm -hmm. run with the ball. Mm -hmm. Those and little jet sweeps. Yeah, that'll help get Darnold, like, rhythm going as well. Mm -hmm. All yep. right, moving on. We have a second trade here, number nine. Number nine is currently the Denver Broncos. Now, the Broncos just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. So they got they got a little QB competition going between Bridgewater and Locke. It was interesting. Did you see what the Broncos gave up to get Bridgewater? No, I did not. It, was, I, it happened like 20 minutes ago, right? Yeah. It didn't happen that yeah. long ago. It was, it was only a sixth-round pick. That's all. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so they might – they could – they were in the quarterback market, and – 
uh, reports just came out saying that they'd, they'd still be interested in a quarterback, but I find it hard to like to justify trading up uh, from nine to add a third quarterback to the room. It just doesn't make too much yeah, sense. So they'll do the opposite here. They're going to trade back from nine to 12. And the trade suitor is, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been needing a cornerback, too, for a while. They have a new defensive coordinator who likes these physical uh, press and off-zone corners. Patrick Sertain is just the best fit for him here. They've been linked to them as well, and I think especially because the Cowboys are a team that likes Sertain, right? Yep. That's why we have the Eagles trading with the Broncos because in our mock draft, we think the Eagles are going to be afraid that the Cowboys are going to get them, so they jump right in front of them and snag them. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be a very good trade for the Eagles to get that cornerback too locked up. And Slay's getting up there in age. I think you got a plan for a little in the future too. And you can grab a receiver in the second round. Uh, there's a lot of good options there. Uh, but you you lock up that cornerback two spot, and you really have. I mean, the Eagles' defense. Say what you will. It's it's not bad if they take Sertain here, right? Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. The D line will always be the Eagles strongest point on defense but yeah you get certain here it, it'll definitely help in the secondary yeah exactly and, and the new defensive coordinator loves to press it's completely opposite of what jim schwartz did jim schwartz loved off man coverage and it's just puts your corners in tough position it's a cornerback friendly scheme former cornerbacks coach as as your coach and you have Darius slays a mentor i think certain would be a great pick here uh, number 10 the cowboys of course just got leapfrog in front of we have us taking jc horn it's the next best thing i guess yeah, I mean, you don't get your guy in Patrick, so you settle for JC. Yeah, he's definitely not a bad player, but Sertain's yeah. a clear-cut number one cornerback. Moving on to 11, we have three NFC East NFC East uh, selections in a row here. Just kind of shows how bad the division was. But you know, number 11, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. Talk to me about Jalen Waddle here. They were comparing him to Tyreek Hill, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's a really good comparison. So I think I think the Giants need all the help they can get on the offense. So, yeah, Jalen Waddle seems like the right pick here. Speedster. Out of I think Alabama. this is going to be like Daniel Jones is like proven. This is his year. If they they yeah. gave him Galladay, Saquon's coming back. Offensive line isn't bad. They drafted someone last year. I think at fourth overall. So. Th- the excuses have run out for Daniel Jones. I think this is like the make it or break it year. And the defense wasn't bad last year, right? Yeah, the defense was kind of solid. They played very well. Yeah, so I think that's all the more reason they go offense on uh, for this pick. And number twelve, moving on again, uh, the Broncos traded back to twelve. They land someone that they've been looking at, Micah Parsons. Uh, really, you can line him up anywhere. He's just a chess piece. He can play middle linebacker. Had a lot of edge rush ex- experience as well. Move him, him around the defense. Improve a defensive unit that really, really struggled. Uh, and I think you can just put him anywhere on the defense and it'll get better. He, granted, he did have character concerns. I think that might cost him to slide a little bit because the talent he has enough talent to be the best defensive player in the draft. But right. team fit and character issues, I think he slides to 12, which is a good fit for the Broncos here. Yeah, and I think he's a top 10 talent like in the draft, but for team needs, um, he's going to slide down a little bit. 
Agreed now. On to 13, the Chargers. Christian Darrisaw. I think this just makes sense, right? The same thing as Joe Burrow. Protect your quarterback. Yep. yep. Herbert showed some signs last year, man. He did. He did. It's going to be tempting for the Chargers. Again, it's that same that same dilemma that the Bengals are having, whether you take Chase or or Sewell. I think the Chargers, if they have that option, because they have that here, they could take Darrisaw or Devontae Smith. It's so we have it as both tackles being selected. We we like to shirt up that offensive line, but there, I guess there is a good chance mm-hmm. that a wide receiver gets selected, right? Uh, for the Chargers, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's a good chance, but like you said, you got to protect your quarterbacks. Yeah, and on, on the topic of Devontae Smith, we have another trade-up. The Cardinals are a team that's that's interesting. They're one to watch because they've they need a cornerback, but they are 16, so you're going to miss out on Sertain. You're going to miss out on Horn. That leaves Caleb Farley in discussion, but his back concerns are going to cause him to slide. We have them trading up with the Vikings here to land Devontae Smith, the former Heisman winner. I think this is another scenario like the Giants where you surround Kyler with weapons and you see what he can do. Right, yeah. And um, Devontae Smith and DeAndre Hopkins, is that's a scary duo right there. And then mm-hmm. you got A.J. Green and Larry's coming back. One more year? I think so, yeah. That's a yeah, scary that'll be a scary offense. offense if that happens. Yeah. And then you just got James Conner in the offseason um, as well. JJ Watt. I know Kenyon Drake left. Yeah, Drake's, Drake's in uh, Las Vegas, which is a weird fit in itself, right? Jess Jacobs and Kenyon Drake? I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting. But yeah, the Cardinals Cardinals are certainly a team that wants to win now because they're taking on a lot of unfriendly contracts for the future. Malcolm Malcolm Butler, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, it's just going to be one-year, two-year deals with not, not long-term upside. So they're going to land someone who, I mean, he's going to be a pro-ready receiver in Devontae Smith, uh, especially the Heisman, Heisman season, uh, prove that. But his weight has got to be a concern. Right, and that's why he's sliding down so much. If it if that wasn't a concern, he'd be a top what five pick? Yeah, six pick maybe. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, these receivers in this draft are crazy to think about. That the Heisman winner is going to be the third receiver taken. Right, and you said this before we started um, last year. Same thing happened. No one expected Henry Ruggs to be the first out of the the big right. three receivers to be taken. Right, and um, we have Jamar. Uh, taken and Waddle actually taken before Devonte Smith. Right. Yeah, it was it was weird last year because Lamb fell all the way to seventeen, and I think that's like a similar scenario here. You take a very talented receiver, who could yeah. be argued as the best one. If you had to rank right now top three, what's what's your ranking right here? Out of the receivers that are taken off the board. Yeah. I got to put Devontae at number one, Jamar at number two, and Waddle at number three. <laughs> but that goes against our draft. But, yeah, I think that's the order. <laughs> that's funny. It's, it's, tough to, it's tough to nail them down. Because last year, if you yeah. look at last year as far as the success they had, Ruggs didn't do all that well. Judy, yeah. he struggled, in part because of Drew Locke, but also just because uh, he had a lot of drops. And Lamb had the best season, right, out of them three? Yeah, Lamb had a very good season. 
and he was drafted third receiver taken. So it's it's very iffy these wide receivers. Could be a trend. Yeah. Now we're we're gonna move on to fifteen. Remember, fifteen is the Patriots originally, but they traded up for Trey Lance at seven, meaning the Detroit Lions moved back to fifteen. Lions are at such a weird spot, man. They could they could I we have them going best player available with Christian Barmore, but they could easily switch it up and and take a guy like Woody Pay, maybe even Mac Jones, right? Yeah, you don't really know what they're gonna do because Jared Goff just got there, so maybe they take Mac Jones and maybe there's a competition for the starting QB spot, but we said they're going to give Jared Goff an, another year, so Christian is the choice here. Yeah, and I like I, I like not going quarterback this year for the Lions because when you got to see what you got in Goff, see if he can be something outside of McVay's system, which I don't think he will. What do you think? you think he can be something special outside of the system? I don't know. I I kind of like McVay and golf together. Um, losing Todd Gurley definitely hurt him. Uh, Jerry Golf, that is. But I don't know. I don't know how he'll do in Detroit. It'll be a toss up. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to be probably low. I don't know. They, like they, a, could, they could really be one of the worst teams in the league. I think that. that yeah, I was going to say like a three win team or something. Yeah, I, and that's that opens up the door next year because you got you got two future first round picks in the golf Stafford swap. So if you want to, you could make a big push next year to land your franchise QB if you don't think golf is it this year. Right. Yep. And so that's why they pass on Jones. They take Christian Barmore and sixteen. Originally Cardinals swap with the Vikings. Vikings take the guy along Elijah Vera Tucker. They need tackle and guard play. Verrett Sucker can plug and play both. I think he projects better as a guard uh, at the next level, but that's a good pick here. Moving over to 17, Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa, linebacker Notre Dame. I think this pick just makes sense. Right, yep. We both have that going in here. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, Raiders definitely need an offensive push. They also need offensive line, losing Rodney Hudson and uh, – another starter on that offensive line. But with Vera Tucker gone, Darisaw gone, and Slater and Sewell there, they're going to take that that chess piece in Jeremiah. Uh, he was the, yep. the best linebacker last year, I think. He was Dick Buckus Award in college. So he's got some accolades to his name. He's got a skinny frame, though, only 220. So maybe he could play safety. Maybe he's undersized. He you could really play oh, you somewhere. Think this is want. like a Julius Peppers type of situation here with Jeremiah. I think could be. I think so. I think two twenty is just not not ideal. Mike linebacker, middle linebacker. I think. I think you have. You remember how Malcolm Jenkins came down in the box for the Eagles and like how he was a safety, but he always played like in the box and was physical. Yeah, I I think that's what happens here. I. He's a very good uh, defender. That was a good move by the Eagles. He was doing really well. Exactly, especially under Schwartz's scheme, it was perfect. I think that's why the Eagles struggled so much this year is because they didn't have that that physical yeah. uh, safety in the box. So yeah, I, I think Raiders Raiders like Wusakorma uh, there. Uh, again, you want to take a tackle, but you want to reach as well. You take the best player available. Yeah. And that's JOK. Now moving on, 18 Dolphins have another first round pick. We have them going Quiddy Pay, uh, Michigan edge edge rusher. I think he fits well in that system. 
I mean, the Dolphins' defense was good last year. Only can get better with this pick. Yeah, I agree. He's the right choice here. You kind of, you know, already got the offense settled a little bit with the earlier pick. Right. So I think you got defense here, and I think pay is uh, the move. Right. So they went Jamar here. They signed Will Fuller to already have Devontae Parker. That offense for Tua, he has weapons. I don't. I think he's he's another one of those quarterbacks. And it's just no excuses. This is your year. You have the weapons. Go ball out. Mm-hmm. I like Tua a lot. I think he's. I think he's going to ball out this year. I hope he. I like him as as a kid, like as a person. I, I don't like him as a player though. I don't. I don't know why. I just. I just don't think he has. He just it seems like he wants it. That's what I like about him. It's very true, especially coming back from that hip injury in college. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now moving on. Nineteen. This is where the Mac Jones slide finally ends. Now, Mac Jones, realistically in the draft, it's just so hard to tell. Uh, Rohan was saying uh, before the before we recorded that for Mac Jones, he's being rumored to go three, but we have him falling to all the way to nineteen. It's just so tough for him. Yeah. Uh, but- like. The 49ers using his name as a smoke screen. That's just, I don't know, man. That'd be degrading a little bit. Yeah, maybe it'll put a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what happens, but we have him falling all the way to Washington football team. They have a little interesting quarterback room. If they do add Mac Jones, they, have, they would have Jones, Fitzpatrick, and Taylor Heineke. Who Heineke how do you feel about him? He's, he's so weird. He came, came for one game, really balled out, gave the Buccaneers... Honestly, the best run in the or the best challenge of the pro season. Yeah. It was a one possession game. That was just ridiculous. Game, you think I don't maybe know. Is he, he a one game wonder? That's that's the thing. And he did it against a really talented Buccaneers defense. Right. Like not even Mahomes or Rodgers gave him that much of a, a chance to win the game. I mean, I, I don't know. Whoever whoever it is, if all three of them are in the quarterback room. Uh, if Heineke or Jones, Jones would probably win the battle just off pro readiness. But Fitzpatrick, I feel, is a very good mentor for Mac Jones. Yeah. So do you think, so if they take Mac Jones, which we have, mm-hmm. you think Fitzpatrick starts the year? I think. He's got to, right? I think Mac Jones is very pro ready. Like one of the most pro ready quarterbacks on this draft. Just because he comes from a pro system. And he's played and he's learned behind a lot of Alabama quarterbacks. I think Fitzpatrick does start, but remember how Tua came in like a few games in the year last year for the Dolphins? Yeah. I think that same situation happens. Yep. I like that because Ryan Fitzpatrick was really a mentor to uh, Tua. And he was, he said he was upset um, that he wasn't starting, but he was willing to do it. Exactly. And, um, and I think that's really going to help Tua in the future. So this same thing could happen with Mac Jones. But do you see Fitzpatrick signing with them just for them to do this again? That's, that's like the same thing. thing happening to him again. And it's also from Fitzpatrick's perspective, being like, I'm going to get benched again. But also the Redskins or Washington football team, they gave up, I think they gave him $10 million for a one-year deal. So you don't want to give $10 million for a backup, right? It's, it's such a tough situation. Right. Or maybe they just didn't have anywhere else to throw that money. And, you know, they're putting $10 million into a good mentor, which – is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe Mac Jones needs it. Exactly, especially because I think nowadays we're seeing the importance of backup quarterbacks because quarterbacks kind of go mm-hmm. down. It's especially with the extra game added, 
17 games a year, let's say 20 if you make playoffs, you're not your starting quarterback may go down. And having a mentor, even if it is 10 million, especially for a one-year deal, easily avoidable, I think it's good to go out and get a guy like Fitz. Right, and they're not in a win-now situation, so I th- I think it was kind of worth it if they're going to take Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to number twenty, currently Chicago Bears. Chicago is another team that can go quarterback. Got rid of Trubisky. Really have no answers at quarterback, but it's so weird for Chicago because they're at 20. So trading up for one of the top five quarterbacks, depending on where they go, would be tough. It's possible they do trade up for Mac Jones. You see that happening? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Uh, It all depends on what Washington really wants. Like we just said, if they want to keep Fitzpatrick and start him, maybe they do trade back, but Mm-hmm. I, I can't see it. I see Washington taking Mac Jones and Chicago's just going to have to settle for the the best player or whatever fits their team the best. Yeah, right now Chicago is a serious quarterback deficiency. You could go a second-round quarterback, Kellen Mond, uh, Davis Mills, but there's like a clear drop-off from the top five to the rest of the guys. Bears could be in the market. So in our mock draft, Mac Jones slides, right? You think Bears could be in the market to leapfrog the Washington football team and trade up to snag Mac Jones. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, for, do we have a team that's like not really sure who they want to pick? Maybe the Looking Vikings slide back and take exactly. um, Tucker later. Exactly. I, I like that a lot. Even, even mm-hmm. the dolphins, okay. man, they have enough picks. They could, they're that, yeah. like they're a very complete team. They could feel fine with trading back. Right. And Washington has a, you know, they have a very solid defense already, so they're, they're not going to take pay. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, we, so a trade with Miami or Vikings would work here for Chicago to jump in front of Washington and get Mac Jones. Yeah, and a big thing for them is their, uh, their GM, Ryan Pace, he is, his time is running out. It's, he needs to make a move on a quarterback that's going to that's gonna change the franchise or else he's going to be out next year. I think regardless he's going to be out next year, but – Bears are a team to watch on draft day because Ryan Pace, he's, his back is against the one. When that happens, you can kind of get sporadic in your trading, especially when you don't have a quarterback rostered. But here we have him taking Tevin Jenkins. I think quarterback aside, this is the best fit just because they need a right tackle. Jenkins was really yeah. excellent at right tackle. It's just a best player available, but they could move forward. Yeah, and I think like, uh, like you said, you said the owner is um, his back's against the wall, or the uh, GM? Yeah, GM. Yeah, when you draft Trubisky over Deshaun Watson, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, not a good look. I don't know how he still has a job, to be honest. Yeah. Not moving forward, Colts take a tackle. Uh, considering on the tackle team, there's going to be four, five, maybe six tackles taken in the first round. It's just, I think, evident of, of the pass protection league that's been happening here. Because usually guards are for running the ball, or you, you draft offensive guards to run the ball, tackles to protect your quarterback. Colts just went out and traded for Carson Wentz. What's the main thing that hurt him in Philly? Lack of an offensive line. He solved that problem here with Alex Leatherwood. All right. Yeah, you got to take a tackle to protect Carson Wentz. He had no time in Philly. Not not his contract. I'm talking about in the pocket. Yeah, he had no time. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, you got to protect him. And I think he could show out next year, man. I would really like him. I, th- I think so. Change the scenery, smaller town. Uh, if you get Reuniting him. Reuniting with his coach. Yeah, that's so huge with Frank Reich. Because Frank Reich is the one that, that really made him. 
And I think we're starting to realize that right. as, as he's struggling in Philly. So Leatherwood's the pick here. Tackle out of Alabama. Also like Leatherwood, GM Chris Ballard. He's big into these athletic guys who can move around. Look at Quentin Nelson, for example, right? He gets athletic freak. Right. So th- that's similar situation. Just, um, extended him today, I think. Did or they, like yeah. uh accepted his know, option, call it. maybe. Yeah, yeah, accepted his option. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's, he's a very good player. I Obviously. think I saw that same that same suit here. Twenty two Rashad Bateman. So you have you lost Corey Davis, right? Yep. So now you go Rashad Bateman. He's a big guy. It helps with helps with the running run game as well. AJ Brown, Rashad Bateman. That's that's a good duo. Yeah, like you said, this is going to help out Derrick Henry because he's a big receiver who can block and they're a run heavy offense. So yeah, this seems like the right pick. Yep, love love this pick at twenty two. I think I think Bateman really has. I compared this uh, a few days ago to last year's draft class. I was saying Bateman's like your all around guy. He's he doesn't have a hole in his game. He's he's not exceptionally great at one thing, but he's just really good at at everything. I think that's what Justin Jefferson was last year because he was the four or he was the fifth receiver taken, but he was that guy who wasn't very good at one thing, but very uh, like pretty good at a lot of other things. And I think you get that same situation here. I, I think Bateman could be a new Jefferson. Right. And you're going to have AJ Brown opening up the field. So yeah, just like yeah, Thielen last year, just like the last year for the right. Vikings. Yeah. They kind of have a, a similar situation. You know, got a dominant running back, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. You've got a clear wide receiver one, um, Thielen, AJ Brown. So yeah, this could be a very solid comparison. One more thing. Uh, Jefferson taking a pick 22. Bateman <laughs> taking a pick 22 here. I think the similarities are, are a lot to ignore. The stars are just aligning right now. Tennessee's got to take them. Yeah, it's, I think it's a clear pick. Uh, less clear pick, Jets at 23. They're, they're one of those teams that has a lot of holes. The number two pick, home run, yeah. obvious, are taking Zach Wilson. 23, they take an edge rusher. Just, just hired Robert Sala as a head coach. The one thing about 49ers, they had an insane pass rush. They they went out, got D Ford, Nick Bosa, uh, got Buckner too. They they love having these athletic guys up front who can rush the passer. I think Jalen Phillips fits that bill. He'll be yeah, I agree. Second edge rusher taken. Uh, I, I think this pick just makes a lot of sense given the culture of the team. Yeah, and like you said, there's there's a lot of things that they need to do. But um, that defense is a big part of it. I think they gotta um, take Phillips here. Yeah, they could go Harris, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they do. That that's got to be tempting, right? Because right now their their yeah. top running back is what Frank Gore, Ty Johnson. They don't have anything there. Yeah, I, d- I doubt Frank Gore even wants to be the running back one. Right. Just because of all the mileage he's already put on. Right, so Harris is definitely an option at 23. At 24, we have Harris going to the Steelers. This seems like a very popular pick. Harris is someone who, I mean, his pro comparison to a lot of people is Le'Veon Bell just because of how well he can catch the ball, which you don't expect, right? Like, the, he's a big back, but he can still he can still yeah. catch the ball, just like I think Le'Veon Bell can. So, they draft the Yeah, successor. he's something special, man. Yeah, he really is. I, I think he's, Him falling to 24 is kind of surprising to me, but... Yeah, I don't I know if the team's above. 
need a running back as badly as Steelers do. Yeah, I think teams are just not valuing running backs anymore, which is – I don't know how I feel about it because you, you look at the, the great running backs in this league. You have Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. Those teams aren't doing especially well. So maybe Right, like how far can they take you in the postseason? Exactly. And I think the Titans are, are evidence of that these past two years. They've had uh, – last year they had a good run, but this year first-round exit to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he does fall at 24. But even still, Steelers, uh, Steelers are a weird team too because they might – don't discount them for being a quarterback team. Big Ben is – Certainly on the decline, but I think they wait till next year to draft the quarterback. Yeah, I think they give Big Ben one more year. And um, another thing about running backs, that position is becoming way less valuable because of all the money they're demanding too. Like they want to be the yeah. highest paid player, like right below quarterbacks. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I think like Melvin Gordon a few years ago on the Chargers, he was a very good running back, but he he held out because. He wanted his money. Austin Eckler came in and just stole the job from him. And now Gordon is in Bron- in Denver and not making as much money as he could, not having the success as he could. I, I think that kind of discouraged a lot of running backs from hoarding out as well. So that's why I think the position, it's not dying, I'll say, but it's definitely becoming less valuable. Yeah, and then you look at Le'Veon Bell. like He held out from the Steelers for, I want to say, a full year, right? Yeah, yeah. And then get signed to the Jets, and there was nothing there for him. Yeah, like, how far do these players really want to take this? Because championships got to mean something to them. Yeah, yeah, and I think Le'Veon Bell wanted to be traded to the Chiefs is is evidence of that. That he he got his money, but then he realized, oh shoot, I, I want a championship. I want to contend. He didn't get it last year, yeah. but yeah, he. It was interesting to see how he was fine taking a back seat to Ilair, mm-hmm. even though. Like previous in his career, he was so adamant about getting his money and about the pride. I think it's, like you said, it shows a lot about how, how these guys later realized that they want this ring in their career. Yep. Moving on, number 25, Jags are another team like the Jets. Draft your quarterback, uh, another first-round pick. We have him going Trayvon Morig here. He's a rangy safety. He can force turnovers. Jags, I, I was thinking about this, man. Jags are, they have, they have DJ Chark. They have Lubiska Chenault, James Robinson mm-hmm. last year, right? He came on. Yep. Do you think that offense could be could be it's nothing gonna be improved, but you think it could be maybe fighting for a division division title? Oh man, division title? I don't know. Um that defense, the year they took the Pats to the what was it, AFC chip? Yeah. That defense has severely yeah. gotten so much worse. Yeah. Yeah, they've lost everyone. Yeah, so that's that's why we got Trayvon here. But I also thought of this other scenario. What if Lawrence wants to reunite with Travis and they take that's him something. at 25? That's something. Because you're already seeing Trevor Lawrence is having a lot of say in the organization as is. I, I think Irvin Meyer gave him the playbook. So you're going to listen to what he <laughs> says. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad pick here, especially with these with these two running back duos. Man, look at the Browns. Browns are the next pick here, but we'll, we'll stay with the Browns for a sec with Chubb and Hunt. These these two back duos, I think, are the future of the league here. I agree. Yeah, 
could add add ETN and Robinson and see what she got. Now on to the Browns. Zayvon Collins, linebacker for the Browns is very weak. Uh, they needed an edge rusher. They got to Davon Clowney. They have Miles Garrett. Interior defensive line is a little iffy, but I mean their offense is stacked. I think linebacker is the one that's a little concerning. Plug in Zayvon Collins. It's it's exactly what the doctor ordered. Big guy. I think 6'5", 250, I want to say. He's, he's a very big guy, but he can move well. Ran a sub 4'5", which is crazy at his size. I know Avery was saying he could be uh, – he thinks Zayvon Collins is a seal of the draft. I think he could be. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like you said, the Browns' offense is already overpowered. So this is like a clear – Defensive pick here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got OBJ coming back from an injury. Um, Jarvis Landry still there, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis Landry still there. You got the running back duo. That running back duo could take them places, like you I said. I was gonna say they they could be a contender this year. I think they're a true contender. Yeah, and Miles Garrett is one of the best, not if not the best, defensive lineman in the game. Mm-hmm. This will be interesting, man. And Zayvon Collins. You don't know how his game's going to translate, but if it does, watch out for this for this Browns team. They could be something. Yeah, then you got Denzel Ward. I want to see him take that next step to just completely shut down mm-hmm. the opposing team's number one wide, uh, wide receiver. Browns be interesting. I think the pick's clear defense. They go Zayvon Collins yep. here. Ravens at 27, a yep. team with another clear clear need. They have yet to really give Lamar Jackson a number one receiver. Hollywood Brown drafted him a few years ago. Hasn't panned out. They go with Terrace Marshall here. I think this is a very good fit. He's a big guy, 6'3". He's going to help with the blocking game. As you know, that team runs to run or loves to run a lot. Uh, he's a red zone threat, too. I like Terrace Marshall here. Yeah, I think you got to give Lamar some uh, wide receiver weapons. I think it's been... Um... You know the tight end position for the Ravens too long for too long. Mm-hmm. You know they just keep targeting the t- uh, tight end, so you got to give them some options on the outside. Yep, another team, and so Terrence Marshall going at twenty seven is big too because twenty eight we have Greg Newsom, good cornerback. Twenty nine is where is where Terrence Marshall's rumored to be heavily interested. In. The Packers are, are a team that. They've always had that wide receiver one. They've never had the wide receiver two. You thought it was Alan Lazard or Scantling, but they're just too inconsistent. We have them going Elijah Moore here. Right, and you know I think this every year. I'm like, okay, the Packers are going to give Rodgers what he wants mm-hmm. or what he needs to, another wide receiver, and then they just go in the total opposite direction. So we want Elijah Moore to go there, but, I mean, it's an uncertainty at this point. Yeah, that's, I think you put it exactly well. Last year, the draft was just a disaster for all Packers fans. Take Jordan Love, AJ Dill in the second round, which he's not a bad player. I think he could develop well, but I think them signing Aaron Jones, that big contract extension, shows that they don't trust him enough. So the draft was once again a failure. Elijah Moore, a, a good wide receiver too. He's getting a lot of Antonio Brown comparisons, which is interesting because I think he, he plays a lot like him. Uh, he does not especially fast. He's not the fastest. He's not the tallest. He's not the biggest. But I think he's like Brown was, right? He's a good route runner, and he just knows how to play the game of football. I like him at 29. Uh, 30, Aziz Ojolari, a good good pass rusher for the Bills. I think he fits what Sean McDermott wants in Buffalo. Uh, Aziz is someone who 
I know the Giants are looking at him at 11, which is crazy because we haven't flown him to 30. I think a common theme with these edge rushers is like, we don't know who's going to be first or like, remember last year was Chase Young, who was just a clear number one guy, but this year we don't have that. It'll be interesting. Yeah. You don't have that clear number one, like defense. Yeah. On the, on the topic of edge rushers, Jason Owe, he's, he's a big guy and he ran, he ran at, he's 6'5", 252, and he ran a 4'3", at his pro dates. Ridiculous. We have him going to the Ravens here at 31. And then 32, we could talk about Caleb Farley for a sec. Now, if you're a GM, given Caleb Farley, he was seen as the cornerback one. Now he's being viewed as the cornerback three, maybe even four. We have him as a cornerback four. For a player like this who's who's talented, but injury concerns are in the way, as a GM, where are you going with this? Do you do you spend a first-round pick on him? Do you wait? How are you viewing this? I don't know. If you're the Bucks, you can really experiment here. You got all 22 starters back, so right. I think you do take the chance on Caleb because um, he can be – he can be something really special. Um, you know, they don't really have that lockdown cornerback, so maybe he can turn into that. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point you bring up, that the Buccaneers can afford to, to miss on a first-round pick, especially if it's 32, because they brought back yeah. everyone. It's clear that they're trying to win now. So I think that's a good landing spot for Farley. And that concludes the first round. There's a lot of trades here. Um, the major news I think is going to be this number three pick. This is where the draft starts. We have Justin Fields. Do you think Trey Lance could be the three pick? Um, personally, no, I got, I got Fields and, or Fields or Mac Mm -hmm. Jones. And it'd be crazy if Mac Jones goes three, because that would just ruin our whole mock draft. But but yeah, I I think, I think it's gotta be Fields here. Number three. Yeah, big fan of Fields. He was really generating QE2 hype, and he might be the fourth quarterback taken, which is wild to think about. Patriots are a team to watch with Justin Fields. Big team to watch. Yeah, I agree. Bill Belichick's going to be aggressive, so they might trade up and snag Justin Fields. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Draft is Thursday night, 8 p.m. Tune in back here. After the first round, we'll have a first-round reaction. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the notable picks, some surprises, some good picks we like. Uh, but for now, this is the pre-draft episode. This is the mock draft. We'll come back to it. We'll see how wrong we were. <laughs> but right now, this is what we and got. We'll be tweeting live during the draft uh, at sports talk underscore av if you want to follow us. Uh, Avery will be back for the next episode, too. Looking forward to having him back. But, yeah. All right, guys, we'll we'll see you next week.